0: Welcome to the She Heals the World talk show with Dr. S, the place to hear stories of heart-driven women creatively living free. Our episodes highlight conversations and insights that support the values of self-care, creative and personal freedom, slower living, happiness, health and wellness to help you live your absolute best life to be a part of the movement and join the conversation, step inside our free Facebook group, She Heals the World, and say hello. It brings me great joy to bring you our next episode
1: Hey everybody, welcome to the She Heals the World talk show. So today I have Lisa from Norway with us. She runs a website called fjordsandbeaches.com. So Lisa is a travel blogger and she is coming on the show to share the behind the scenes of her business and also to give those of you fellow bloggers and lifestyle influencers some advice on what you can do during COVID-19 to stay afloat. Lisa, welcome to the show. Hi,
0: thank you so much for having me.
1: I'm super happy that you are available. And there's just so many questions that I have about blogging in Norway. So before I jump right in, why don't you just kind of tell us how you got started with this work in the first place?
0: Of course. Um, So I'll start by mentioning that I'm now 29 years old um, and I've been blogging since I was 17. I started, yeah, I started blogging at 17 when I moved to Wales uh, as an exchange student I did one year of high school or sixth form, as they call it there, uh, studying there. And obviously I wanted my family and my friends back home in Norway to know what I was up to. Um, So I had a little blog just, I think it was called Lisa in Wales. Um, And I just like wrote about what I was doing, the friends I was meeting, and what life was like living abroad. Um, In Norwegian, of course, which is my second, which is my first language, sorry. after I finished high school I moved to London to study uh, so I lived in London for three years uh, for university and I continued blogging there but as I was there my friends from Wales started asking if could you please write in English because we want to know what you're doing in London and then my friends that I met in London also they wanted to read my blog too so I made the switch from writing in Norwegian to writing in English and obviously there's a bigger audience out there speaking English than Norwegian so yeah slowly more people started reading my blog and I mean it took years and years and years um to get like a a bigger audience Mm -hmm. after after I finished university I moved to Florida I worked a year in Disney World as a cast member in the yeah I worked in a Norwegian pavilion in Epcot And I absolutely loved it and obviously kept blogging then. Uh, My friends in London then wanted to know what I was doing in Disney, so I kept writing. And yeah, so that's kind of how I got started. It was really just meant as a way to share my experiences and share what I was up to and keep everyone at home up to date. Then after Disney and then I did my master's degree, I got my first grown-up job, as I call it, Um, (laughs) so first kind of nine-to-five I was the manager of a booking department in uh, to- within tourism here in the area where I grew up in Norway. I grew up by the fjords, which is uh, also uh, which is what inspired the name of my blog. And so we have a lot of visitors here year round. Obviously, the fjords are a bucket list destination for a lot of people. So I worked in tourism here for about a year and a half, and during that time, I realized that this hobby of mine writing this blog was what I was truly passionate about. So in the end, I decided to just go for it and start full-time. And I've been now running Fjords and Beaches full-time for two and a half years almost. Wow,
1: amazing. And I have to ask, because it is a travel blog, where are yeah. some of the places that you've gone while, since you've been running this beautiful site?
0: Uh, um, so for work trips, I've been to some really incredible places that I've always dreamt of. I've been to Mauritius. Um, Sri Lanka was a recent trip that I loved. Um, of course, I sp- had to spend some time in Bali, in Indonesia. I think every, for every travel blogger, that's kind of like a rite of passage, spending a month yeah. or two in Bali. Yeah. Um, I've also been able to travel back to Wales for a while, which was an incredible experience. And of course, the US as well. Last summer, I did a road trip from New Orleans to Chicago.
1: So let me ask you, how exactly does your blog create revenue? There's a lot of different models out there for, for bloggers and for travel bloggers specifically, but I'd love to know how you made it work for yourself.
0: Of course. Um. So um, right now, my blog revenue is mainly a mix between uh, advertisements. So I have ads on my blog that create revenue as people read my blog. I also have uh, quite a bit of income from affiliates, which is when someone books um, a hotel stay or a tour through one of my links. Uh, that's doing obviously in the travel, in the travel industry, and for travel blogging, that does quite well when it comes to hotels and tours. Mm-hmm. I also do some uh, sponsored content on my blog and also on Instagram. I've built. of a following on instagram over the years so sometimes i do get requests to do sponsored posts on there which i enjoy Mm. and finally i also create itineraries uh, and help people plan their trips to norway so that's something i've started with in the past six or eight months i believe i I realized that a lot of my traffic was from english speaking people uh, mainly americans actually uh, who are were planning trips to norway but they didn't really know where to start. So I started writing more blog posts focus on that and then eventually started selling itineraries, just PDFs that people can download. Like they're ready-made. I've made like a bunch of like sample itineraries. And whenever someone asks me like via email, they're like, oh, I wanna go to this, this city and also this city, but you don't have an itinerary for it. I'll just make the itinerary and upload the PDF and put that out there as well. And I sell those for as little as like $2.99 $2.99 because they're like they're just ready made and you just get like a download but that's also going quite well and I think they're being they're really helpful for people yeah
1: so speaking of Norway and the the itineraries that you're creating and the guidance that you're giving people when they travel there what yeah. is the blogging scene like in Norway and I always ask this to our guests who you know are from all over the world um, in the U.S. it took a little while for blogging and being a lifestyle influencer and, you know, traveling and finding all these creative ways of creating a career. It took a little while for that to pick up. I think finally, like last year, people actually started recognizing it as a profession. What is it like in Norway with the blogging and influencer scene?
0: That's a really good question. So with regards to lifestyle bloggers and lifestyle influencers, that's actually huge in Norway. We have um, quite a few very, very popular lifestyle bloggers slash influencers, because some of them don't actually blog, they're just on Instagram. Um, and they are considered celebrities here. So mm. they'll be going to like the same award shows as actors. They're kind of like, they're interviewed on the same podcast. Like they're all considered celebrities in like the same as an actor. So that's quite interesting. With regards to travel blogging, It's not like that at all. We're not really recognized. (laughs) I don't think, yeah, I think for lifestyle bloggers, um, that's a big thing. I think a lot of people aspire to be lifestyle influencers and bloggers now. It's become like it's accepted as a profession uh, here in Norway. But still for travel bloggers, I can't even begin to say how many questions I get about how I make money and how it works. And I'm like, but it works the same as a lifestyle influencer. I just focus on travel.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's really interesting that there's still so much confusion in the space when really everyone's kind of doing the same thing. Um, Very, very interesting. So when you were putting your business together, and of course, this is foreign to you, you're in an area where this is not really known too much about, you're Um, you know, observing different countries to see how this whole travel blogging thing works. So when you were building the business, um, being that you didn't have a clear concrete model for success, what hurdles did you experience when you were trying to get everything going and actually creating income from it?
0: Um, So definitely what I mentioned about people not understanding why I wanted to work in this way. uh, I think that's a hurdle I still have to work through from time to time you know like working for yourself running a blog is outside what's normal and what people expect um it's not a nine to five there's not a paycheck once a month you know yeah uh, so I think that's definitely a hurdle like having obviously, like starting with my friends and my family having they under them understand what it is that I do but then moving outwards and into, like, the community I grew up in. I grew up in a small village of, um, I think there's 800 people in the village and, like, 1,700 in the municipality. And that, too, like, hearing people ask, like, oh, someone asked me how you make money. And I'm like, why are people talking about me at the grocery store? But so I think that's definitely, like, been a hurdle the whole way. Um, And trying to be, like, because I try to be as open and, like, honest about everything the whole way, but at the same time when people are not asking me to my face, it's hard to know what I need to be sharing to make them understand. Um, and I think another hurdle that I'm sure I'm not the only one struggling with is imposter syndrome. There's been a lot of that along the way wondering like who, who do I think I am? like why am I doing this? and am I really a good writer? Like why do I think I am a good writer? Is it enough to have been writing for 12 years? like should I, should I go to school for that? <laughs> Yeah. So that, too, is definitely something I've had to overcome time and time and time again.
1: I'm sure there are a lot of women out there who are really going to resonate with what you just said about feeling like an imposter. Um, and now that we're in a crisis um, and a lot of people are not looking for travel bloggers or um, engaging as much with travel bloggers because no one can really travel those thoughts start to become bigger and bigger where I think people may then start to think, see, I knew I shouldn't have done this. I knew that I wasn't worthy of this. Now it's all going to go away. But realistically, there are ways to stay afloat even as a travel blogger during this time. So I'd love to know and learn from you um, about what you're doing to, to stay afloat and what other people who are in the travel industry, specifically as influencers and bloggers, can be doing to keep their business afloat during these trying times.
0: Of course. Um, yeah, so like you mentioned, travel bloggers have been especially hit during this pandemic. Um, people are not traveling, they're not looking for advice, they're not looking for travel content in the same ex- like extent as usual. Uh, they are, of course, they're still looking for inspiration, so there is some travel content being consumed in that way, but it's a lot less. Like I know um, I have friends who've lost over 70% of their traffic. I've lost over half my traffic um, mm. these this past month. So hoping that will pick back up. And then that's a very easy time for imposter syndrome to come and revisit, you know, like, what well, I shouldn't have done this, like you said, or what am I doing? Or how am I gonna make this happen again? Um, so first of all, like my first tip there is to check your mindset. Um, So I've tried to go, I've gone from a mindset with a focus on what am I doing? I don't know. Why did I do this? Uh, And I'm now trying to keep a mindset of, well, I've done this before, so I can do it again. I've built my blog from nothing once. Why can't I? I can do that again. Yes. So I'm my own proof that this works. Mm. Um, So that's kind of like my number one thing. That bloggers need to be doing now and that's not just travel bloggers that's everyone just to keep your mindset clear and be aware of your mindset and how you're thinking because it really really impacts your actions and the results then I think for travel bloggers especially we really need to think outside the box um, and that's what I've been seeing other people doing in the in the industry uh, personally I have been translating my blog into Norwegian So that I'm now writing in two languages and I now have a bilingual website. That's Mm -hmm. something I've been saying for over a year that I've wanted to do, but I've never had the time to do it because I'm quite lucky in the sense that I can reach two audiences. So right now with traffic down, um, all trips that I had have been indefinitely postponed, as they fancily call it. Mm -hmm. Um, so I find myself with a lot of time on my hands and I think a lot of travel bloggers are in the same situation and it's so cool to see everyone just thinking okay what can we do how can we change this how can we uh, we might not be able to turn this around now because the pandemic is here we're going to have to deal with that as a society and do what we have to do but The focus now for me and I think for many other travel bloggers is to see how can we strategically place ourselves so that we will be successful at the end of this. So for me, that's publishing uh, posts and content in Norwegian so that when Norway is ready to kind of start reopening, which I mentioned to you earlier, we are already opening uh, hairdressers in the schools this week, this coming week which is incredible so perhaps by summer we might actually be able to start traveling domestically so when that wow. happens yeah, yeah which is incredible so when that happens i will be there ready to take take that traffic and welcome all those norwegian travelers into my blog and i can get that traffic from that so that's one way that i'm kind of like thinking ahead and thinking how can i take advantage of all this time that i have and Place myself in a way so that I will get the traffic, and eventually make money from this in the long run.
1: Mhm,
0: mhm. So yeah. I think it's all about thinking outside the box. I know other bloggers have been putting in efforts elsewhere. Uh, so, for example, they've been focusing on YouTube. Um, they've been some have been creating new blogs or channels on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen bloggers do Zoom calls with their audience, and that's incredible. Seeing. Um, seeing so many bloggers spend not like spending all this time they have on their hands to really connect with their audience so they're doing zoom calls they're being more active on stories that's really incredible so that's another way you know you're just nurturing your existing audience so that when this is over and you people can start traveling they might be booking hotels through you because they trust you more at the end of this let me
1: ask you one more thing you have a really great social media following and although there may not be like revenue streams happening right now for a lot of travel bloggers. Do you have any tips on how people can continue to build up their social media during this time so that when the quarantine is is lifted, they can approach those brands and hotels and, you know, other travel agencies, because now they have a a bigger following? What would be some of your advice on that?
0: For sure. Um, So one of the things that I mentioned is that A lot of people find themselves now with so much more time on their hands Um, and putting that time into growing a social media platform is a great way of taking advantage of this. I mean, time is a resource just as much as money. Um, So for example, with regards to Instagram, I would spend more time than usual engaging with your target audience, trying to grow that following, making genuine connections as well with your audience. I think during the pandemic, uh, I think, more people are spending more time on social media. And that's definitely something that bloggers and influencers or aspiring influencers can take advantage of. But mm-hmm. so Now is a great time to actually build those connections. And of course, like build your following because unfortunately numbers do matter to an extent, yes. but also by growing genuine connections with your following, then you're gonna be at a much better, place when this is all over and when you do start reaching out to brand because you can actually show you'll have more to show for it than just like an empty number so if you could look back and give
1: your younger self any piece of advice lisa what would that advice be
0: um i think treat it like a business from day one um just start um investing time into it invest money if you can or as soon as you can Um, don't forget that time is a resource as well so obviously not everyone can um, spend money on their business at first but then spend that time on it Um, like I said I was I was blogging for about nine years as a hobby before I wanted to go full time before I learned that this is what I want to do and it wasn't until I decided that like if this is what I want to do I need to treat it like a business I started spending more time working on it I got more strategic I invested money in it. I think the first month I invested or like spent like $500 on my blog was the first month that I made $1,000 back. So it really is all about treating it like a business and the sooner the better. Because if I'd done that five years earlier while I was studying, Mm.
1: if I'd realized then that I
0: wanted to like do this professionally, I would have been five years ahead, you know? Yes, absolutely.
1: How can our audience find and support you?
0: Um, so, my blog is Fjords and Beaches, and my website is fjordsandbeaches.com. So, that's fjords, as in the Norwegian body of water, the Norwegian natural phenomenon, and beaches. Um, on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, I'm just at Fjords and Beaches, one word. And the only exception on social media is Twitter, where I'm Fjords Beaches, because there's a character limit. <laughs> but yeah so I'm mainly I'm quite active on Instagram I'm just getting into TikTok and loving it having so much fun on there so if you're on any of those platforms you can follow me
1: beautiful Lisa it's this has been such a pleasure having you on the show and I'm so appreciative that you shared your tips I can't wait to have you back
0: thank you so much for having me well there
1: you have it thanks so much for listening to the show today and as always for more resources As you continue to live out your beautiful mission of healing the world and grow your beautiful business, you can head to www.shehealstheworld.com forward slash freebie to see what new resources I have in store for you. Thanks for listening. Tell a friend. And I can't wait to see you at the next episode.